What up, y'all? Oh my god, what episode is this? Is this the intro to episode 17? 17? Let me, let me, let us check the records. Let us check the records for just one sec. Sweet one to Jesus, everyone. Welcome to episode 17. This is the Stephen Brown Cortez presents the Why the F Not podcast. Come on in. Have fun. All right, here we go, everyone. Episode, episode seventeen. Mm, I got some mocos in my my nose right now. I woke up. Got some mocos. You ever wake up like that? It sucks, doesn't it, dog? It sucks. Ooh, but I got the coffee. And my um, I got my coffee and my Long Beach Landmark Theater Company cup. Ooh, shout out Long Beach Landmark Theater. God damn it, I miss doing theater. Ugh, I hate. I, I hate that corona has kept us from all this i know we have to did y'all hear that broadway broadway is closed until was it june of 2021 dude that's the same time Ghislaine maxwell is gonna be tried like what is gonna happen on june 2021 <clears throat> oh ew. i hope i'm not doing that all episode hold up ready hold up it's, it's just the first sip of the Oh, fudge, that's hot. <laughs> don't worry, y'all. I don't got the COVIDs. These are just morning mocos. Morning mocos because I like to eat late at night. I've got to learn to stop doing that. But I don't care. F- food just tastes so much better at night. Is that my fault? Is it my fault? Thank you, birds. Agreeing. But is it my fault that food tastes better at night? No. It's the best. Late night snackage is the best. But then to compensate, I try to then like say if I stop eating at 10 p.m. The next day, the next morning, I won't eat until maybe 10, 11. Give myself 12 full hours of fasting. After done eating, I'm done eating. So like whatever those 12 hours, that's eight hours of sleep. And then those next four hours, those next four hours, are just straight up just for just for getting hungry i want to get hungry i like feeling hungry y'all ever like do do y'all like feeling hungry like i don't i don't like eating until until after i feel hungry i like to make sure my body wants food then i'm like all right i'll put food in you but sometimes late at night just stuff my fucking face with cheetos Ooh. Ooh. muckles in my throat now so yeah it's monday Episode 17, so as y'all probably realized, I didn't upload anything Saturday or Sunday. I'll keep those days to myself, unless there's a high demand for it. They're like, if y'all are like, no, we want weekend episodes, then I'll be like, fuck, okay, I'm a people pleaser, I'll do it. But for now, I guess, <clears throat> oh, ew, get out of my throat. Um, but for now, I guess, uh, yeah, for now, I want to do Mondays through Friday. The Why the F Not podcast in the mornings. Little daily boost. Oh. So, um, what's been going on? How y'all doing? Are we good? You happy? Shit's been going on. Okay, it's been going on. I've been talking to a lot of friends. Shit, quarantine is making people crazy, y'all. Quarantine is making, I don't even know if making people crazy, but just stir crazy. 
I have multiple friends who have ended their relationships. And they've ended because... <clears throat> they've ended because, I mean, emotions, um, getting a chance to realize mental health problems and self-help needs. But damn, dude, there is like a running theme. A running theme, y'all. And you know what's really annoying? It's really annoying that when it comes to talking to people, I mean, shit, all you need to do is just get over your ego. You know, like if someone tells you, hey, I um, I feel such and such way about A, B, and C that you did. You know, it's got to be like, you got to just take yourself out of the equation for a little bit. Stop worrying about how this makes you feel, you know. And I feel like the easiest way to get there is with mushrooms. <laughs> you need some psilocybin in your system. Oh, man. No, I'm just kidding. Breathing helps. Breathing definitely helps. <clears throat> Shit, hopefully I don't do that the entire episode. I got muckles. I got to blow my nose. Fudge. I think it's worse. I'm going to pause the episode and go do my business. But, um, shit. Oh, fuck. Hold up. You know what? All right. But anyways, back. Cleared my throat. Trying to get comfy now. Come on. Come on, chair. Come on, chair. Don't be like that. Um, shoot. Lost my train of thought. Maybe I should get coffee. Maybe I should take a sip of coffee. It's hella hot, though. Because y'all know how it is so far. You've been with me for a straight week, right? So you know how it is. You know that I need I need my, uh, I need my coffee. I need my coffee to feel myself wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Um, shit, man. This is really hard when it's by yourself. How you don't think about it. It's just you're just going at it. Watch The Shining last night. Dude, when's the last time you watched The Shining, huh? We watch that shit and think to yourself, uh, you have this little thought in your head. Jack is sexually abusing little Danny or has sexually abused little Danny in the movie. And there, there's a button like I, this is what I got from new rock stars, but basically a lot of symbolism and. I think mainly just symbolism with the use of mirrors and with the use of certain, I mean, just certain, just certain moments like, um, what's that one moment with Danny? Uh, fuck, I'm having a brain fart, y'all. I need coffee. This is what it's all about, y'all. See, you want to have a podcast? You can do it. You can do what I'm doing. What the hell am I doing? I'm not doing anything. I'm just talking into a mic. Trying to get my feelings out. How y'all feeling? Hmm? You feeling good? Me? What am I feeling? Hmm. Let's check in. The daily check-in. Daily check-in. Let's see. Feeling tired. Feeling stressed. When are we all going back to work, man? When are we? When are when are all of us actors going to be able to play pretend with each other? I feel so jealous watching SNL. I'm like, fuck, they get to work. 
why can't we work? Let's work. Like, uh, are we going to have to be all virtual now? Even when theaters open up, are we going to be giving out Zoom codes for the for each ticket? Like, here's your Zoom code. Here's your Zoom seat. Oh, Lord. Imagine every seat has a camera. Okay? Every seat has a camera. And depending on how much you pay, you get a different camera angle. Depending on how much you pay, you get multiple camera angles. Can you imagine if you're just like, uh, I guess third row, third row orchestra is fine, but let's go, let's go to the mezzanine really quick. Oh, wow, look at that. The mezzanine. But then how do you do applauses? God, see? Entertainment is such a symbiotic relationship, man. <sighs> performers need audiences just as much as the audience needs performers, dude. Oh, I saw that. Uh, I saw this uh, YouTube concert thing. They were doing a, a benefit show to save to save uh, uh, music venues to give some money to them because, dude, music venues, theaters—they're all suffering. But these artists had to perform for no audience. They're just playing. I'm like, what if actors did that? That could be a thing, right? God, they're doing it right now. I have a friend, uh, Jenny. Uh, shout out, Jenny. She's a, uh, I can't tell you where, because, you know, I don't want you to find her. Do anything to, to one of, She's like one of three best friends, okay? She's like one of my friends in the tripod. Remember the tripod episode? You know who the tripod is. But uh, Jenny is a stage manager for a theater company. And uh, Dave, along with many other theater companies, have now gone the virtual route. Fuck, man. What's that like? Like, I just feel like I just got my bearings as a as a performer or... My bearings, my, I just got, I just got, I just got, you know, happy with where I was, ready to move forward. So I wasn't feeling like, I wasn't feeling like I was constantly pursuing anymore. I liked my job. I loved my job. What's up, Milo? Can I help you? Milo wants to join the podcast, but I have a gate, a gate protecting me that he cannot make it through here. But yeah, so the world's on fire. How about yours? Trump says it's our fart. Our fart? <laughs> it's all our fault here in California. Oh man, we gotta be sweeping our sweeping our forests. We're not we're not sweeping them. That's why the fires are happening. It's not because of uh, it's not because of baby gender reveals. It's not because of that. I mean, that happened once, I suppose. Yeah, whatever, huh? We gotta sweep up our uh, sweep up our our, uh, our forests, man. What's going on? We got dirty forests. We got rubble and shit all over the floor. What's going on? We got we gotta sweep up the fires. Come on, ooh, good yawn. Oh, I heard that you yawn because your body needs oxygen. Is that right? Hmm. Happy to get to know. Lay down, Milo. Just lay down right there. Papa Papa's doing a podcast. Papa's doing a podcast. Yeah, it's okay. Go sit. Go go sit down. Mhm. Miles, good boy. Um, crap. What to talk about today? 
I'm like, what? What do we want to talk about? Like, I don't, what do I want to talk about? Talk about your ego? Let's talk about your ego. Break down the ego, y'all. Stop identifying with it. Stop identifying with your feelings. Because you need to identify your feelings, sure. Identify them and, and acknowledge them, sure. But don't identify yourself as your feelings. You are not your sadness. You are not your anger. You are just feeling this sadness. You are just feeling this anger. I think the problem a lot of us have... You hear my wheeze? Wait, hold up. No, no wheeze. Fucking mobos. But, um... But yeah, I feel like a lot of us identify with our with our emotions. Our ego just latches onto these emotions. And the truth is, I mean, you are who you are. You are who you are. You are doing what you are doing. But whatever feelings you're feeling, they're not you. They're not. And it's hard. It's hard to get to that point where you can, when you can see both separately your emotions and your ego yourself because the ego i mean the ego is a good thing at times too i had a acting teacher in college tell me that this career is all about breaking down and rebuilding your ego being able to break it down and just and just let it crumble and be open to criticism be open to things that you might not necessarily like to hear but it's also about rebuilding that ego. You need to have confidence in yourself. You need to. Sometimes, like, I mean, best actors out there, because they truly just they have confidence in, in their actions and their choices. Or at least that's how it comes off, right? But, like, when you watch an actor on stage, they're just, they're just, they have, they have the script. Yes, they have their blocking. They know all their cues, sure. But, dude, shit happens. What are you going to do when shit happens? I remember one time I was on stage with a friend. We're doing a play. Dude, brain fart. Brain fart. Forgot my line. Forgot my line. My eyes widened. I looked at her and I just... Nothing came out. Nothing came out. Dude, until she she realized it. See, she realized it. She saw me freeze up. She didn't. She didn't let that moment affect her. She didn't have it have her crumble and be like, well, now I'm done. I can't do anything. What am I going to do? No, she stayed calm and she brought us back into the scene. That's what you got to do in life. Sometimes you forget your lines. Sometimes you ad lib. Sometimes you flub it up. And sometimes you'll let, you got to let someone else pick it up for you. You got to let someone else pick it up for you. And if someone else fucks up around you, Hey, don't get mad at them. What the hell? Why are you getting mad? Cause I made a mistake. Mistakes happen. Like my theater teacher said, don't say sorry. Just don't do it again. <laughs> Stop saying sorry, you know? <clears throat> God, shout out Miss Swan, Mr. Chick. Good lady. That's a good lady. She's still teaching out there. I mean, I hope the best she can. What in the world? Is that a child crying? Um But yeah, it's a um it's a really scary time right now. Uh egos are flaring, egos are crumbling, and egos are rebuilding. <laughs> Because it's all part of the process, you know. You got to break down the ego to build it back up. I mean, if you don't allow yourself to break down the ego, it's it, you're going to be 
it's like those people who just walk around thinking they know every know everything. <sighs> you know? Like someone tells them something that they're wrong and they immediately just like argue back. No, no, but uh, no, what the fuck? I'm telling you something. Chill out. Chill out, please. All right, y'all, but it's going to get serious now. I'm going to start a Patreon, okay? I'm going to start a Patreon for this, and we're going we're gonna to make some money to make all this better, all right? We're going to get merch out there. I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? Let's get some merch out there. Let's get some why the fuck not t-shirts made. So you just walk around with why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? You know what I mean? So you just remember. You can remember whenever you're having an idea. Just like, why the fuck not? Let's do it. I'll make little stickers if you want, y'all. Again, don't forget. You got to email me, y'all. Email me at the podcasts email at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Let me know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's better. Okay. iPhone 12 is coming out, y'all. iPhone 12 is coming out. My friend's getting it, and we're going to have a camera showdown. Sh- showdown. Shut off. I, uh, would you? A sh- camera showdown. Oh, my God. Is that child all right? Um, But she's getting the iPhone Pro iPhone 12 Pro. And uh, I was like, all right, get that phone, yo. Let's go. Let's go. Get the phone when it's here. We're going to have a, a camera battle because I have a Note 20. And I'm like, let's go. This camera is mm, it's spectacular. Let's see what this iPhone 12 can do. And then also on the Note 20, some guy on YouTube called it this, but Note 20's got a zoom feature. <gasps> got a zoom feature that uh, he calls scumbag mode. And that's what I call it. Because, like, yeah, man, it's like it's probably good for concerts and stuff. But this camera has, like, a 50 times zoom. 50 times zoom. And I think and I think the the initial zoom, to get, because to get to 50 times, it's basically a digital zoom. It's Yeah, it's all digital. But when we go here, one, okay, so the Note, God, that's my phone. The Note 20's uh, first camera at one times, and then the second le- goes to the second lens, and the second lens gets you to five times zoom. That's the telephoto lens, right? But then you can keep zooming digitally, digitally up to 50 times zoom. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. You'd be taking pictures of like, like I'll use it for concerts maybe. That's what I would use it for. You know, definitely concerts. Okay, okay. Hello, 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 hello. Um, I went to the bathroom. Okay, I went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. Coffee went through me. Whatever. We're back. Um, I'm a little bit more awake. Mocos are less in my face. I don't even know what I want to talk about still. I still don't know. I have to go soon. I have to go soon. Do a do a do a do a job. Do a thing. Oh, but but dude, yeah, the ego. Just want y'all to want y'all to practice that. Practice 
I want y'all to practice how to how to separate yourself from your ego when you need to. Because again, sometimes you need it. Sometimes it'll fuck you up. Fuck you over. Gotta be careful. Very careful. Um, so yeah, just be good to yourself, y'all. Okay? So I gotta do a gig soon. Help a friend out with some tech stuff. A uh, good friend. Older friend. Friend who's been going through a lot. Just lost his husband too. Dude, lost his husband of like, how long were they together? They were together for a couple decades, man. He's an older friend. Oh, man. Like, his husband died. Not going to give out names, but just this, just sharing his heartbreaking story right now. He lost his husband beginning of the year, I think. Before COVID. One day his husband comes back from a trip. He's looking unhealthy, skinny. They go to the doctor. Later on they find out he's just riddled with cancer. And then four days later after going to the hospital, he's pa- he passes away. And then COVID happens. So like he's been stuck at his house grieving dealing with all this anxiety and depression we're all probably feeling being trapped in our houses too because of quarantine. Along with that, he's dealing with the grief associated with losing his husband. So, I'm really glad I get to help him out with his phone needs or his computer needs, you know, just to help this guy's life seem a little less shitty, you know? Like, yeah, it's no big deal. I'll help you out. I'll help you out. It's no big deal. Chill out. You're good. Like, oh, shit, man. It broke my heart. Like, he straight up told me once. He's like, I don't know what I'm here for anymore. Like, I don't know why I'm still here. Like, alive, right? And uh, he was thinking about his husband not being here anymore. He can't do anything to take care of himself. So he's like, why am I even here? Why? I'm like, fuck. Like, what do you tell someone like that? Like, what do you tell them? Like, what am I going to tell them? Buck up? It gets better? Fuck. That's not what he wants to hear right now. So that's why whenever he calls me over with a problem, I don't even hesitate. I don't. We got to help each other out, y'all. This is a village. We are one big village that is the human race. We have a couple Cretans out there who manipulate and abuse some of our villagers and there's people that get hurt in our village there's people who go through grief in our village so let's take care of our village y'all let's be a little bit more aware let's take care of our village let's take care of ourselves some self-love some understanding oh but it's hard it's definitely hard that's why mushrooms are very important (laughs) okay so maybe i can talk about that so i've been recently this weekend, actually, I've uh, I've decided to um, get into some some mushrooms, some shrooms, right? Get some psilocybin in my system, see what it's like. Now, I haven't been doing crazy amounts of psilocybin. I've like I'll get like a, an eighth of the shrooms, right? And I will go maybe one stem, one cap. 
I'll do that once, like, you know, one or two at a time. I'll chop them up. I have this little this little teapot I have where I put them in and I put some boiling water in it. I let it steep for a little bit, maybe 10, 15 minutes. I let it just steep the hell out of that. I squeeze out the mushrooms a little bit, get whatever I can out, and I drink it. And y'all, can I tell you right now, I did not see no weird things. I did not go all trippy or whatever you think you get when you eat mushrooms. First off, if I were to ingest, say, I don't know, if I were to ingest, let's say, the whole eighth I got, then yeah, then I would have definitely, I definitely would have been seeing some stuff. But no, I just had like one or two, and those one or two just really relaxed me. It felt like a really good, like really good cannabis. That's all it felt like. It felt relaxing. I was able to feel just calm. And it's been a really crazy week. So it was very much needed. You know what I mean? It was very much needed. For anyone who has any questions about psilocybin or mushrooms, please do your research. Oh my gosh. Listen to, there is, I forgot which one it is, but there is a podcast episode with Joe Rogan. Uh, let's look for it really quick and see. Oh, there's no Rogan episode where he um where he's talking to a mushroom guy. It's like a mushroom expert, and um, let's see who is it? Is it Paul? Is it this guy? No, no, here it is. Yeah, Paul Stamets. Oh, I'm gonna, dude, I'm in a. Ooh, I'm in a I'm, there's a bunch of episodes with him. Um. His name is Paul Stamets. And see, okay, so people, there's a huge taboo when it comes to psychedelics. Huge taboo. Whether it's, you know, shrooms with with psilocybin or whether if it's DMT, you know, that good old dimethyltryptamine, whether it's acid, whether it's, uh, what other psychedelics are there? I mean, THC might be considered a psychedelic, but it's not as strong or potent as the others, but... When it comes to these psychedelics, what I've learned is that knowledge is power. You need to know what you're doing. You need to know what you're getting yourself into. You need to know, you need to be aware of how you're feeling because your feelings that you are going through will come into play with these psychedelics. Like one of the one of the best stories I heard from Joe was about when he tried, I don't know if it was DMT or if it was I think it was MDMT, I forgot. One of those gnarly ones, right? But he said he had it. He, like, took it, right? And then he then saw a bunch of little faces of him, like little jester faces circling around him. And they were just flicking him off, being like, fuck you, fuck you. And instead of freaking out about that, he looked at it, and it clicked in his mind. He was like, I take myself too seriously. I take myself way too seriously. And then when he thought that, the little the little heads started nodding and going, yup, that's it. You're getting it, buddy. So oh, there's just so many connections with psychedelics with our world that we're just being blocked off to. And there's such a huge taboo with it. Like, okay, this being said, okay, look, ayahuasca. Right? Ayahuasca is an extreme, like that's some intense spiritual healing psychedelics. Ayahuasca and you know DMT included, I suppose, but I, I just I don't think those are those are experiences you would do. I don't know. I, I from what I've heard, they're not experiences you would want to do every day. 
and someone exp- explained it as uh, like Disneyland. Like, let's say if you had a full day at Disneyland, right? A full day at Disneyland. You're tired. You're exhausted. It was fun. It was amazing. You want to go the next day? Fuck no. I just went yesterday. I'm tired. I don't want to go again. That's what DMT is like, apparently. That you'll take it. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. It's going to be like, you're going to be a, you're going to be a, what's it called? A, um, a psychonaut. Not a psychonaut. What's it called? What's the word? What's that word? Because it's the word, it's, it's the word folks who like to experiment with psychedelics. It's a psychonaut. I don't know. But if someone asks you like, Hey, you want to do it tomorrow? I want to do DMT again today or whatever. I'd be like, no, I did it yesterday. Oh, that was insane. That was good. I'm good. I don't need to do it again. Because there's some, like, the like I don't know. Like, the fact that DMT is produced naturally within your body and ingesting it, smoking it, lasts 30 minutes apparently. And once you're done, it once it runs its course... Your body knows what to do with it. It knows how to process the DMT and get rid of it because it's it's in it already. Now, check it out, y'all. Now, I heard a crazy story about how the burning bush, Moses, and DMT. Yep, you heard me right. And when Moses climbed Sinai and received the Ten Commandments and the Bible, he was tripping. Hardly an incident in the Bible is spared Shannon. Wait, hardly an incident in the Bible is spared Shannon's drug-forced reading. Acacia trees used by Noah to build the ark were revealed, were revered because some varieties contain the psychedelic substance dimethyltryptamine. It's from the Guardian God. Oh, my God. It's from the Guardian. This is Moses saw God because he was stoned. Yeah, dude. Moses saw God because he was stoned. When when Moses went up to Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments, homie talked to the burning bush. And right, right there, certain trees, certain trees that Noah used to build the ark, people loved them because it contained dimethyltryptamine. There's a lot of stories. Oh, there's a lot of stories about psychedelics being being um being so integral to religion and to the growth of humanity. Like there's also a theory saying that Neanderthals wouldn't have been here were not for mushrooms. Psychedelics made Neanderthals minds expand. And then a crazier thought is thinking like, well, what are the aliens? And well, the aliens are the mushrooms. The mushrooms are the experiment. The aliens that the alien left aliens left this for us to see what we would do to expand our minds. Because okay, our brains, our bodies, our minds. This whole system that is our body is a combination of electricity, chemical reactions, and so forth. Now, if we know that in our brains we have constantly different chemicals being activated and whatnot, you know, serotonin and whatnot, who's to say that if you add extra chemicals, what's that going to do? 
Like when people see shit when they when they're on shrooms, it's because you added a different chemical to the chemical experience that is your eyeballs, that is the light touching your eyes, your eye, your uh, the light reaching your eyes, and then your eyes then translating that through the optical nerves going into your brain, and your brain then then has to fucking decode all this information and be like, oh, we're looking at a tree, we're looking at the sky, we're looking at this, we're looking at that. Homie, you had a little bit of psilocybin? And all of a sudden, your eyes are like, oh my god, I see more than I thought. Are we seeing more that isn't there, or are we seeing what is there but we couldn't see before? Dude, they say that Bigfoot is a is a is a dimensional travel or a, what transdimensional what's the fucking word? i don't know the word but apparently bigfoot is a is a tra- as a is, a is a traveler from a different dimension and the only reason this is funny though it's, it sounds funny when i say it the only reason some people see it is because they're tripping balls and that's the only way to see bigfoot is by tripping balls because he's from a different dimension he's going off on a different frequency and we got to add those extra little chemicals the psilocybin dimethyltryptamine we got to put those into our systems so our brains can attune our eyes and go focus in on the different dimensions let's get into the different frequencies and mm, i see bigfoot or you don't see shit maybe you see god and you come out with the new 12 commandments I know, I know. Ten Commandments was cool, but we got to get 12 because uh, of Tom Brady. You know what I mean? We got to just get 12. 12 is a great number. Tom Brady's a great man, so it just makes sense. You want to do six? We can do six. We got six Super Bowl rings. Or we can do seven because he's going to get seventh one with the Buccaneers because they just kicked the shit out of the Packers. Um, but anyways, if you have any, any, um, any curiosity when it comes to microdosing with mushrooms, I'll, how... I highly recommend you do research, do research, uh, and 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 always go in with a good mindset, good intentions. I mean, fuck y'all, intentions are so important, and I feel like psychedelics are just helping me figure that out, and like microdosing's helped me just figure that out. That intentions are so like when I make my tea, and now I'm kind of putting this forward with whatever I do, whatever I make for myself, right? Because when I make this tea, I am consciously thinking about the intentions i want when it comes to the experiences i go through with this tea i understand uh i understand very very little when it comes to the actual physiological effects i don't know the actual sciences that'd be fun to learn but i feel comfortable with the knowledge i do have to experiment and have fun and always in moderation oh my gosh that's always so important come on y'all don't be stupid don't be stupid y'all don't ruin it for the rest of us and also we gotta we gotta call something out right now we gotta call it out call it out for its bs ready marijuana doesn't make you trip bad marijuana only allows you to feel whatever you've been denying yourself from feeling. Hmm? Check it out. I always tell my friends this. Alcohol versus marijuana. You know what? So sorry. Cannabis. Because I don't know if you knew this, y'all. Marijuana isn't the actual term for cannabis. For weed, marijuana is just a slang term that the government put on on, on cannabis. 
Marijuana is Mexican tobacco. That's this. That's what the slang stands for. Mexican tobacco, because apparently back in the sixties or fifties, whenever it was, they thought, oh, blacks and Mexicans are smoking marijuana and they're raping all the white women. It's like what? No, that's not how it works. And the only reason, and the only reason that was pushed was because of the lumber country companies or the cotton industry. I forgot it was lumber or cotton, but they were both not happy that hemp. Might be a better alternative. Hemp is better for paper. Hemp is better for clothing. That means lumber and cotton gone. But guess what they did? They had to somehow turn it around. And they didn't make hemp illegal. But they made marijuana illegal. Which isn't even the right term. But they made that illegal. I swear. I should have my friend Mariah on this podcast because she knows what's up when it comes to all this. She's very, she's very uh, well, well, uh, well rounded with when it comes to the legality of cannabis and the injustice there is when it comes to the persecution of those carrying cannabis who are in jail right now. Like, can you imagine being in jail right now because you had maybe an eighth or 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 fucking I don't know a quarter a quarter of an ounce on you and a cop stops you arrests you for god knows how long now you're in jail years later you find out what marijuana is legal it's we can smoke it recre- you, there's stores do you know who i used to buy my weed from shady guy shady guy out from the corner shady guy out from the corner who would make me go into the alleyway and buy the weed from him and then every time he'd be like, touch my dick and I'll give you some weed. And he'd be like, he's joking, but I know he's not. I say no every time. But that's how I used to get my weed. I'm just kidding. That's not how I used to get my weed. I actually didn't smoke. I didn't start smoking cannabis until, believe it or not, after college. After I graduated from college, I started smoking cannabis. And I tried it before. I tried cannabis before. And I wouldn't always have the best experiences. And I realize now it's because I was going through a lot that I wasn't acknowledging. Like one time, this one time in band camp, this one time uh, when um, I was at a friend's house, we're all, you know, smoking some cannabis. It's, uh, oh, it's, it was actually at Lan- my friend Lance's house. He passed away a long time ago, y'all. But his birthday just passed two days ago. He would have been 24. Happy birthday, Lancey Pants. God, you would have been great at podcasts. Oh, man, we did some, oh, should I get the audio from that? I could get the audio from that video and post it. It's me, Lance. Maybe. We'll see what we do. Anyways, um, I remember once I was at Lance's house, and I was there with the, with the girl I was dating at that time, and a couple other friends were all smoking, right? And I also think, I also think we, were, we had edibles, and that's important to know because... Oh, Nikes, let's don't get wet. Let's see, hold up. So, so when you ingest cannabis edibles, a new chemical in the gut, new chemical reaction. So, when it's in your stomach, the THC is in your stomach. Let's see. So, why do edibles hit so much harder? And the, let's see, when you smoke pot versus when you eat it. Joe Rogan, who said, Stan Special, when you eat marijuana, it's processed by your liver and it produces something called 11 hydroxy metabolite. That's five times more psychedelic than THC. And it lets you talk to dolphins. <laughs> so basically, consuming the exact amount of THC as you smoke makes you much, much higher for almost 
quadruple the amount of time. The effects of eating cannabis could leave you high for longer than eight hours, even if there isn't an obscene amount of THC in the edibles. Edibles take so long to produce to produce effects because the THC is first processed by your stomach, then metabolized by your liver into another chemical, all before making its way into your bloodstream and finally your brain. So... Why do we get more more fudged up when we have edibles? It's because of 11-hydroxymetabolite, five times more psychedelic than THC, five times. So, again, knowledge is power. I just don't like hearing when people give cannabis a bad name because they had a bad quote-unquote trip. Homie, you did not have a bad trip. You just need to talk about your feelings. What aren't you talking about? What aren't you letting yourself feel now? Let me tell you my experience so I don't sound like some sort of hypocrite. So, I was with my friend Lance at his apartment. The girl I was dating at the time was there too. We were all hanging out. It was a couple other people. We were smoking, I think. I think I don't know if edibles were in, uh, enjoyed or not. But what I do remember is that at one point I was sitting down and all of a sudden I felt as if there was like this orange blob of insecurity on my arm. And that's what it felt like. It felt like insecurity, but it, was, it manifested itself in my mind as an orange blob. It felt like an orange spot on my hand, on my arm. And all of a sudden, I felt it grow. I felt it grow and consume me. Now, it, was I necessarily tripping balls? Maybe, sure. But what was I feeling? I was feeling insecure because I was feeling insecure because of the relationship I was in at the time. There were certain things going on, whatever. But I was feeling very insecure. And that's what that was. The marijuana didn't make me feel insecure. The marijuana, the, the cannabis, the cannabis allowed my ego to drop its walls down so that I could then feel what I was feeling at that moment and allow myself to feel it. Because that's the thing. When it comes to cannabis versus, let's say, alcohol, alcohol will raise your ego up. Alcohol will raise those defenses up, believe it or not. That I, that's why I think we have, and I know some people say like, oh, alcohol makes me more honest. It makes me more honest. Um, I don't know if it makes you more honest. I mean, sure, it might make you more honest, but is it the true you? Is it the true you? Because again, so let me explain again. So when you ingest alcohol, the alcohol will strengthen your ego. It will make you feel confident. Now, does that make you is that does that mean it makes you more honest? No, it just makes you more confident. You could be wrong about something and drunk as fuck and still sound like you're right. You can still sound so confident, but you're wrong, but you're drunk, so you don't care. Uh how many times you got beer goggles, right? You get beer goggles, you just think like, oh yeah, let's do this, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like you wake up and it's like, oh I made a mistake. Like Beer goggles, y'all. Beer muscles. Oh, my God. How many times you got beer muscles? Someone's like, oh, I can beat your ass up. Yeah, you're super drunk and you got beer goggles. Come on. Or how about, ooh, how about, I think this might be a bit from Joe Rogan's, Joe Rogan's, uh, Joe Rogan's uh, comedy special. I forgot which one. But it might be the one with the THC, with the edibles, with the talking to dolphins. But check it out. Ready? Here's weed, mar- cannabis versus alcohol when it comes to driving. Ready? If you're drunk and driving, which you should not do, you should not drink and drive. But if you were drinking and driving, all those drunk driver, dumb drunk drivers out there, like they're confident as fuck that they're okay to drive. They're driving. They're like, yeah, I'm fine. I'll speed up. Fuck it. Let's go faster. Go faster. Boom. Cop pulls them over or cop gets behind them. And what is the first thought? Probably things I could outrun them. I could get away from them. And then the cop pulls you over, you stop. Are you drunk, sir? Fuck no, I'm not drunk. Go fuck yourself. 
Like, um, I'm so sorry. Alcohol makes you more honest? No, it makes you more stupid confident. It doesn't make you more honest. Now, cannabis. If you're high as balls and you get behind the wheel, you might get pulled over because you're driving too slow. You know what I mean? Like, it's 45 miles per hour limit. Why go 40, 35? Speed up, please. Because you're being safe. And again, if you are high in any, on any substance, whether it's alcohol, cannabis, you shouldn't drive. Be safe. <sighs> be safe. Please be safe. But if you were to be driving high on cannabis, cannabis is not going to tell you, speed up, stupid. It's going to say, hey, man, glide. Enjoy your ride. Slow down. Don't rush. You're in traffic. Okay, you're in traffic. Some asshole pulled you over. Flash him the peace sign. Bye, brother. Take care, sister. I don't give a shit. Bye. Cop pulls you over. You think cannabis is going to tell you to speed up and hurry up? Fuck no. Cannabis is going to say, you better stop, man. You better stop. It's okay, man. We're fine. Cop pulls you over. You drunk, sir? No. No, officer. I am not drunk. Are you high? Off life, baby. Off life. I had a friend who once got pulled over by a cop, and the cop asked him, you have any drugs on you? And uh, my friend was being honest. He was like, well, sir, and I'm not going to lie. I do have about an eighth of weed in my glove compartment. And the cop looks at him and goes, no, I mean real drugs. Come on. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I, 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 oh, and oh, the craziest thing, and I'll leave you with this. The craziest thing is stories you hear of people suffering with meth addiction going to do ayahuasca which is a form is like a uh, a more traditional way of ingesting DMT I believe it's DMT I could be wrong what the fuck do I know I'm not an expert but anyways ayahuasca in Peru uh, it's how do I explain this it's not for fun it's for spiritual healing you don't do this because you're trying to have a good time you're doing this because something's going on with you and you want to heal and grow and be a better person a lot of people have gone into these things being method addicts and they don't touch it again afterwards. It's insane. These are, you sh- I, I really recommend you watch, I believe it's a Netflix special called, I forgot what it was called, Nature Life. But they have a, there is a Netflix docu-show, Netflix docu-show about Ayahuasca. How do you spell Ayahuasca. The last shaman. What? Oh, unwell. That's it. Unwell. In an unwell, there's an episode of ayahuasca. It's very cool. Y'all should watch it um, because it will give you a better understanding of the world of psychedelics and the benefits it has. Because again, uh, mushrooms that have psilocybin in them have been shown to help with depression, shown to help with anxiety with microdosing. I'm not telling you to get a handful of mushrooms and your anxiety will go away. No, 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 no. Microdosing, taking small amounts of mushrooms so that you barely even feel like the psychedelic effects. You will just feel very relaxed and it helps you. It helps you just because here's the thing, these psychedelics, these like just like therapy, just like any other prescription drug that someone might get for some um, um, psychological reason, right? These aren't the solution. The ayahuasca is not the solution. The shrooms are not the solution. The pills you're taking are not the solution. 
These are just tools to help you get to the solution yourself. That's all it is. There's even a woman in the documentary, spoiler alert, who admits like, like she used to be a meth addict apparently. And I think from my opinion, she then got hooked on ayahuasca and kept doing it over and over and over again. Kept doing too many times. She had a stroke. Like it was just too much for her. She didn't die. But after the experience, they took care of her. Everyone like it was it wasn't like she was it's very much a group thing. Well, okay, sorry, this woman, she did it in the States. She the, because now in the United States, there are places where you can do ayahuasca at facilities and it's for like health reasons and whatnot. Still not fully accepted by our, you know, our society, but they're here in this country now. People are mad about that though. People are mad that uh, that people have um that Western Westerners have now taken something that's not theirs and now monopolized monopolized it or not monopolized it but capitalized it and using it to make money now. But it's like you pay the people in Peru to do it too. It's like two grand, I think. It's really expensive. But you're also flying out somewhere. It's remote. You're trying to help them, sure. But it's not a cheap experience. But that's why we don't do it all the time. But that's why it's a it's a it's for health reasons though. So, like, there's stages to this. There are stages to this whole, let me see, um, blah, blah, blah. let me see, stages of ayahuasca, uh, hold up, hold up, ayahuasca, ayahuasca, dude, experiences, benefits, and side effects, except you drink this stuff, y'all, Ayahuasca, also known as the tea, the vine, and la purga, is a brew made from the leaves of the Psychotria viridis shrub, along with the stalks of the Banisteriopis capi vine, though other plants and ingredients can be added. Yeah, dude, this is like a combination of a bunch of other plants. This is like jungle shaman medicine shit. Like, this is the stuff... This is the stuff, like, remember in the Simpsons movie where, like, Homer goes into the hut and, like, drinks something and he has, like, this crazy experience that that becomes uh, much of a, it's an epiphany for him. He learns a lot about himself through this, right? Well, that's kind of what's going on with uh, with the ayahuasca. But I've seen how, what the time is right now. I got to go. But maybe we'll talk more about this later. This is really cool. I'll Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Well, anyways, until then, I will see y'all later. Hear y'all later. Don't forget, this was Stephen Brogan Cortez, Why the F Not podcast. Please feel free to email me at the podcast's email at gmail.com. And, uh, oh, yeah, don't forget, y'all, you are enough. You are more than enough. It's amazing how enough you are. All right? All right, fam, take care. Bye.